Hello again, and welcome back to Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts, and today I am going to talk about the hidden and recurring costs of building a website. As I have been talking to people and planning our Better Than DIY website program, I realized that I have been living in website world for a very long time. Apparently, when you do something for 20 years, you forget that it can be complicated or foreign to somebody else. And unlike some products or services, websites actually have a lot of moving parts that allow them to be seen and work, and they require upkeep and They have costs associated with them, but a lot of people don't know that. Now, I feel like part of that is because a lot of web providers put those costs in a package. So you might have a web service company that they just charge you monthly, right? And you don't really know what that monthly thing is. You think it's for them to go out and update your site. And part of it might be that. But it also probably includes things like the cost of your domain name and the cost of your hosting or other potential hidden costs. So in this episode, I'm going to outline those costs that are recurring and potentially hidden costs for your website. So that way, when you're comparing web design companies or different providers to do it yourself, you can compare apples to apples, and I can let you know how much to expect them to cost as well. Whoop! I'm like a calculator over here. Let's get to business. If you're a natural-born marketer, you're one lucky son of a gun. If you're like most people, marketing, especially online marketing, is about as appealing as standing in a police lineup. The May Create team of creatives has transformed websites and digital marketing from craptastic to fantastic since 2005. Our podcast, Marketing with Purpose, makes sense of marketing so you can make purposeful decisions instead of carrying on with the same old crap you've been doing. And now your host, Monica Pitts, founder of May Create, with another episode on how to make your marketing not suck. I think that the challenge with understanding what you're getting stems from the fact that no two web design companies operate exactly the same. They may have similarities, but the way that they package their services and promote them is different, right? Because there isn't a McDonald's recipe for us to go through and start a web design company. I don't even know if there's such a thing as a web design franchise out there right now. So there isn't a way that people necessarily package their products and services so that you really understand what you're getting. And most of us call them the same things, so that's good. That helps you evaluate apples to apples, but then also sometimes they just group stuff together and promote it a different way than someone else does. Even if you look at the way that Weebly and Wix, Squarespace and WordPress talk about these types of things, it's different. It's different across the board, and the way that they say it can be different from system to system. I can read it and say, huh, That's basically the same thing. They all have it, but not everybody could do that because they're not like living in this, you know, 20 year vortex of web design. Okay. So let's talk about those hidden and recurring things that I want you to look for when you are evaluating the way that you're going to build your website. And, I mean, quite frankly, budget, right? Because you don't want somebody who doesn't have it packaged together and then suddenly you're like, oh, my gosh, what's this $500 fee? And it turns out it's for something that they were going to charge you for separately all along, but you don't really know about. Hey, I have an episode all about that. It is called What's Not Included in Your Web Design. 
So if you're deep in the trenches of evaluating a company who's going to develop your website for you, then you might pop over there and listen to that episode because that will help you ask great questions when interviewing people and make sure that you really understand what you're getting out of your website design. Some of the things that we mentioned in that episode, I'm also going to mention today, but I also talk about some different very important things over there as well. Okay, so the first thing that is a recurring cost of a website that every website has to have is hosting. You have to have a hosting provider. That's where your website lives. Hosting packages can start at like $4 a month. They can be hundreds of dollars a month. The thing that you probably need lives someplace in between there. Our hosting packages are around $25 a month, and most types of hosting that is like the hosting that we provide are around that same price point. The really, really cheap hosting packages, let's just say you're getting what you're paying for. You really don't want those. Okay, friends, ultimately though, I'm not gonna go like all the way down the rabbit hole about hosting. Just make sure that you're getting a hosting service that is right for your website. If it's a really big website and you get tons of traffic, you're gonna pay more money for it every single month. If it's a small website and you just barely need anything up there, you would be paying for less. Just know that they are different. Hosting providers are different. They have different strengths. They have different weaknesses and there's different price points for it. But hosting is something that you need to pay for every single year. Now, a lot of these services like Weebly or Wix or Squarespace, uh, they have hosting rolled into their service. That's why you pay for it every single month. It's because you are also paying for hosting with your service. You're not just paying for the platform to build your site, you're also paying for the hosting service. What kind of hosting you get with those, I have no idea. I don't build websites over there for a reason, but whether it's listed out line item or not, everybody is charging you for hosting. You gotta pay for it someplace if you're building a website and you're going to end up paying hundreds of dollars for it every year and that is okay. It's just part of having a website. So the second hidden, and reoccurring cost of building a website is maintenance. Now, when I say maintenance, I don't just mean like switching out the staff members on your staff page. That's not what I mean. I mean, whatever your website is built on, whether it's WordPress or any of the others, there is maintenance to the core software of the website. Now, some of these services, once again, have maintenance rolled into the website, right? And then others, you need to pay for it monthly. Like with my company, this is another thing that you can opt into and we maintain the software of the site for you. Sometimes it's included in your hosting package. Your hosting company might do some maintenance for you. They might not do all of it, but they will do some of it. I have yet to find a company that does as like robust of maintenance and security upkeep service as we do just built into the base costs of your website, right? Like ours isn't built into the base cost, but most of them that are providing it, it's not, it doesn't compare, if that makes sense. They're not the same service. So you have the core software updates, but then you also have plugin updates. And you might have major releases of different softwares on your website. Now, if you're a WordPress user, this is going to concern you more than if you're a Squarespace user or Weebly or Wix. Those those are going to probably roll out from the actual like provider themselves. They should be doing that for you. With WordPress, 
because it's an open source system, you're responsible for doing it yourself. Like I said, your hosting company might do some of it, but then others of it are going to fall on someone to do. And whether it's you paying for it with your time or paying a company like my company to do it for you, someone has to do it for you and you need to expect to do it every single week at the minimum. Now, we charge... $300 a year for this service if you're hosted on our hosting platform because it's really, some companies are going to include it in other types of maintenance, like they'll include it in your updates plan. Like if you have a contract with them to update your website for you monthly, they might include this in that package. Just make sure that you ask, like, what are they doing? What can you expect out of it? Are they going to do the security updates? Are they going to update your plugins? Are they going to check to make sure that things didn't break? If they do break, what's the plan to go back in and fix them? These are all questions that you should be asking them. But ultimately, you should be planning on spending either time or money to make sure that your software is up to date, especially if you are running a WordPress site. If you're not running a WordPress site and you're on some other system that, like I said, Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, you probably don't have to worry about this quite as much. So the next recurring cost that you're always going to have for your website is your domain. And those aren't very expensive. Your domain is like maycreate.com. It's what people type in to find your website online. Now, you have to buy it from a registrar, and they charge you money every year or every two years to maintain and host your domain. Yeah, I know. How weird is that? There's website hosting, and then there's domain hosting. Yeah, I know. Weird, huh? But either way, there's both. Now, at MayCreate, because we monitor and keep all the domains up to date for our clients, we charge them $25 a year for that service. Now, if you go out and buy it from GoDaddy, you could be, and I like GoDaddy, we use GoDaddy for all of our domains, but there's tons of other registrars out there. And if you wanna have more examples of registrars, or if you're not even sure what domain name you should pick, you should go listen to our episode, how to pick a domain name that doesn't suck. There you go. It'll answer so many questions for you about domain names. But ultimately, you're going to pay for it every year. And at a service like GoDaddy, you're gonna pay anywhere from $10 to, I, I could be way more for the first time you buy it because it might be a really expensive one, but usually they end up being 10 to $20 a year once you've done your initial purchase. And really, most domains are only 10 to $20 a year, like ever, period. Okay, there you go. You have a domain name. The next thing that you need to think about is your email. If this is the first time building a website and you didn't have a domain name before you started this adventure, then you probably don't have an email at your domain yet. So you don't have monica at maycreate.com. You just have monica at gmail.com, right? There are so many benefits to having an email at your company domain, one of which being that if your email is with your internet service provider and you ever want to switch internet service providers, your email is going to go away. So that locks you in to that internet service provider. And nobody wants that because there are just times where you have to have a new internet service provider. Like let's say you move offices across town and the service provider that you use doesn't even provide fiber where you're moving. Well, all right, need a new email, right? If you have one at your company name, monica at maycreate.com, then you just take it with you and it's not a big deal. So that though can end up costing money depending upon how you put it together. At MayCreate, we use and we also advise our clients to use Google Workspace to set this up. 
And depending upon what you want out of it, you are going to have to pay for it. It's not super expensive. It starts at $6 a month. That's great, right? That's totally doable. And it means that you have a professional looking email. And every time that somebody sees your email, they can find your website because they know your email, because your website is inside of your email. So your email is like this tiny little marketing tool that you didn't even think about, that you're just running around sending people back and forth from. So it's awesome. It's just a great little thing. You should totally do it. Some hosting companies also include email in your hosting package. We don't use those services or suggest those services most of the time because they're just not as awesome as using something like Google. And since Google is so cost effective, it just makes more sense to do that over there. So all that being said, email, recurring cost, slash hidden cost, might have to pay for it. (laughs) Okay, so we've talked about hosting and maintenance and your domain name and email, and those are all different costs. Some of them cost a lot, some of them cost a little. But either way, I mean, it's still money that you're going to put out. And there is one more thing that I want you to be aware of, and that is plugin renewals. I'm going to call them plugins and plugin renewals because I work in WordPress, and that's what we call them in WordPress. But in other systems, like in Squarespace or in Wix, they're like upgrades. There are other features that you can add on to your website, and those will pad the bottom line of your website. It will make it cost more per month. Now, in WordPress, we use plugins a lot like those additional features that you would have in Wix or Squarespace, and you pay for the plugins annually, most of them. So you're going to pay for it one time, and then the next year, you would pay for it again. Now, the reason that you want to continue paying for the plugins and not just install them once and never pay for it again is that you want to have the most recent version of the plugin running on your site. If you don't have the most recent version, you are susceptible to hackers, and eventually it might just straight up break and not work anymore because the core of WordPress, the the software itself, is going to continue evolving. And those plugins have to evolve with it to keep working within the system. Just like your phone, sometimes you have to update apps when the overall software on your phone updates. Same thing with your website. And those apps on your phone are just like these plugins. They extend the functionality of your phone and they customize it so you can do the things that you want to with your phone. That's what plugins are. We like using the premium plugins because they often have more features and better support than the free ones. But having said that, there are still a lot of free plugins that we use that are great and absolutely serve the purpose that our clients need them for. But just be aware that even if you paid for your site once or you paid for the plugin once, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have to pay for it again year after year to be able to enjoy the security features and the updates and make sure that it's really working and serving your audience. So there you have it. Those are the big hidden and recurring costs of building a website. And I know, and I very much empathize with you as you're going through this decision-making process about building a website and who's gonna build it and how it's gonna get built. There's a lot of decisions to be made, and I get that. And it really is difficult to compare apples to apples, which is why I'm trying to give you this information so that way you can make some great decisions and go into the process feeling informed and in control because you really do need this website. And the process doesn't have to be 
a gigantic pain in your rear end. It can be something that is <laughs> totally manageable. You just have to know the ins and outs of it, right? And that's what we're doing right here by uncovering these hidden costs. Now, if you are in the middle of your website planning journey, and maybe you downloaded our What to Put on Your Website guide, which is pretty cool. It breaks it down page by page, what to put on your website. You might also be interested in joining us for our upcoming website planning workshops. These are free workshops where we're going to learn how to plan a site that will grow your business without learning to code. <laughs> I know, huge deliverable, right? But you'll basically walk away with a plan to transform your website from a marketing liability to a functioning member of your team. And we'll go through outlining the pages of your site and what they'll do, deciding what to put on the site, learning shortcuts for creating your site content, and deciding the best way to build your site. So you can join us for those in early February. And if you're listening to this after February 2023, that's totally cool. You can still head over to makecreate.com because we have these regularly. It's not like something we just do once a year. And you can join our email list and then we'll let you know when the next one is coming up. So head on over to makecreate.com forward slash web plan and sign on up. Join me. I hope to see you there and we can get this website all planned out so that way you are ready to roll with an awesome website that's going to help your business grow. Thank you so much for joining me today. And of course, until next time, go forth and market with purpose. Thanks again for listening to Marketing with Purpose. Head over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. Yeah, you heard me right, M-A-Y-E, create.com. For podcast notes and more resources to grow your business. Don't let your marketing suck. Get your pride on. Market with Purpose. <laughs>